Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullroot. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrude. We've got a pretty fun show for you today. We are getting into uh, kind of reviewing what has happened so far in the preseason. Um, since we usually do these, we've been doing these shows on Saturdays uh, for the last few weeks. Um, we won't, uh, we're obviously missing out on the three games that are tonight. Um, uh, so for those of you who, uh, who actually hear this, uh, whether on on the audio version on iTunes and Stitcher and all those places, you won't kind of you won't be able to get our, our, our thoughts and notes on those. However, you know most of the other games with all the other games that have been played, we'll try to give you uh, just kind of a, a few tidbits on things to take note of for fantasy this season. Um, we'll go like I said, we'll go over the the news and notes, uh, go over some some guys that we think that their stock is obviously rising. Uh, whether we think it's necessary or not for their stock to rise, we will be talking about that, and then um, and then we'll call it a show. Uh, to start off, we want to make sure you guys, if you are listening on on audio, make sure to hit the subscribe button, um, whether on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, no matter where you're listening to our podcast, we would really appreciate that. Also, please re- leave a rating and review of our podcast. Uh, if you are watching on uh, YouTube, please also subscribe there, and we'd love to uh, get your guys' comments and, and feedback on there as well. Uh, another one more announcement, or two more announcements. Uh, our draft guide is for sale. Just a reminder, you can go to SkullKingFootball.com, go to the store tab, and I believe those first two um, options um, first two products there are the options for our fantasy draft guide, whether you just order the PDF for $10 uh, that has uh, player comparisons uh, like Diggs versus Thielen, Juju versus Antonio Brown, although that's becoming a little less of a controversy anymore. Um, let's see, what what's uh, Al- Alvin Kamara versus um, versus Christian McCaffrey. Uh other other sleepers and things like that in there, uh, rankings, uh, all sorts of fun stuff in those. So that's in the PDF. And then in our uh, web version, we have all that. You can actually get a download of the PDF. Plus, um, as part of that, you also get some, there are some extra articles that we've added to the web version. Plus, I am going through this next week and adjusting all of my ADP analysis for 10-team, 12-team, and 14-team snake drafts. So... Um, that is also part of our draft guide. So uh, make sure you hop on there again. Go to the SkullKingFootball.com, hit the store tab, uh, and from there you can uh, dig into uh, to uh, find our draft guide for purchase. Um, real quick, uh, I wanted to, to put out a little bit of a rant. Um, I've been doing these a little more often lately, uh, trying not to play the... I'm one of those guys I like to play the peacemaker, and so today I'm in a way doing that at the same time telling everyone to just pipe down. So here's my rant. Uh, This last week I posted a couple articles, uh, shared them around uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and some of the feedback that I got on them, they're on draft strategies. And there are some guys that subscribe to 
um, specific draft strategies, whether it's a zero running back strategy or a zero wide receiver strategy. Some people strictly go on value-based drafting. It doesn't matter what position is there, who's the best value. Um, and I have no problem with any of those strategies. The point of me putting out these articles was to give people ideas on di possibly different ways to draft. Um, you know, the, the different theories that are out there. Just to put the information out there and let people use them as they will. The ridiculous comments that I have had on some of these, well, that's a stupid way to draft. This never works. This doesn't work. Why would anyone want to do that? Can everyone just chill out, please? Um, there is no one way to draft a fantasy team. If you have your own preferred way, awesome. Do the stats and the research point that there might be a less risky way to go about drafting your team? Well, of course. And the stats can say lots of different things. Depending on the league and depending on what stats you look at, it very well could say that 0RB is the way to go. It could say that 0 wide receiver is the way to go. It depends on scoring. It depends on, um, you know, how, you know, uh, draft position. All these things can take a, a an effect on what type of strategy you use for your drafting. All of these draft strategies can work. It's all about personal preference. So instead of everyone saying, well, that's a stupid way to draft. Don't do it that way. That way sucks. How about you do it your way and let everyone else do it their way? If they prefer to do it another way and are having fun playing fantasy football, well, then that's all that really freaking matters. So everyone just chill out with, oh, don't do it that way. That way sucks. Just calm down. Say, you know what? You do you. I'll do me because the way I'm drafting isn't going to affect you. And the way you draft in a league that I'm not associated with doesn't affect me. Let's just leave it alone and move on. All right. So there's my rant. Let's uh, let's go ahead and move on to some uh, to some headlines. Today's headlines. All right. And today's headlines are brought to you by the Sleeper app. Uh, make sure to uh, go to the show notes that will be on what on our various channels when we distribute this out. Uh, make sure to go to the show notes. Uh, there will be a uh, a link to click for Sleeper. If you are not part of Sleeper yet, it is um, it is the website that we use for all of our um, breaking news for our uh, news in the uh, in the um, in the podcast. Uh, just phenomenal updates. If you got notifications, I'm getting notifications all through the day. Um, they're excellent at keeping up with Twitter and everything and getting those notifications, bam, 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 when they're coming in. So make sure to go to sleeper.com or go to the show notes uh, uh, here on this episode, and there will be a link to click to join Sleeper um, and become part of their community. We also have a channel on Sleeper where you can get a lot of our breaking news, uh, links to articles, podcasts, and announcements for us. So, All right, so let's get into it. To start off, let's just let's deal with this. Let's let's deal with the headache that is Antonio Brown. Ah, gosh. So first, it's his feet. Wears the wrong footwear into a cryo uh, cryogenic machine, 
and frostbites the bottom of his feet. Now he is threatening to retire if he's not allowed to wear his helmet from when he was with the Steelers. I think was it someone actually said he painted over it in some semi-semblance of Raiders silver and black in order to be able to wear the helmet in practice, and someone caught him and wouldn't let him wear it. The NFL is being very strict about the um, concussion protocols and uh, you know player safety, and so honestly. I almost just wish the guy would retire at this point. Just get it done with. I mean, the guy's a phenomenal talent. The guy is, he is a phenomenal talent. But these are the kind of things that push people down draft boards that just, you don't want to deal with this on your fantasy team. And so this is this is one thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not drafting Antonio Brown this year. I already, with his draft stock where it was, I was already down on Antonio Brown because of the fact that, uh, that he was moving from uh, Ben Roethlisberger to Derek Carr. Um, besides that, you look at last year he had, I believe it was career lows, or really close to career lows in yards per attempt and yards per route run. And basically what carried him to a phenomenal season was a career high in touchdowns with 15. Now he's going to the Oakland Raiders and Derek Carr, who Derek Carr has led the league, well, led the league, in quotation marks, in the least amount of yards per attempt uh, for a couple of years, or at least been in the bottom bottom third for a few years now. So not exactly um, a great position for, for Antonio Brown to go to. So um, I'm down on Antonio Brown, and this is making him pretty much undraftable for me. Uh, moving on next, the Colts feel confident that Luck will be ready for week one. Um, there was something else on here. Real, oh, I must have already gone past it. So, uh, so yeah, they're confident that he'll be ready for week one. They're taking it very, very easy with this calf muscle. I'm not worried yet. Uh, we're still only in the first week of preseason. Um, even if he gets a few snaps in the fourth week of preseason, I... If he can get a few snaps in the fourth week of preseason, I'm fine. I have no problems drafting Andrew Luck. And again, these are reasons why you draft after week three of the preseason or just before the first week of the regular season. So that, you know, you're not how you finally get the final verdict on a lot of these um, a lot of these injury situations. Uh, Browns wide receiver Antonio Callaway is being suspended four games for a violation of the uh, NFL substance abuse policy. Um, Antonio Callaway, you know, there were some people that thought that he might be uh, a bit of a breakout candidate this year. I wasn't so sure with the fact that they had uh, Odell Beckham Jr. come over. They have Jarvis Landry. They have David Njoku. They've got Nick Chubb who can catch the ball out of the backfield. They're just they're. There wasn't a whole lot there, and, uh, and let me see. I think I've got it here. Yeah, and if you look at even if you look at what's what was happening in the in the game this uh, this weekend with uh, oh trying to find oh, where's the box score for that one? All right, I'll find it later. Um, just with how everything was going, wasn't really involved. I like I like what the the Cleveland Browns are doing. 
And so I don't think that Antonio Callaway was going to be all that fantasy relevant. If you had him in Dynasty, yeah, maybe hold on to him for now. But uh, I don't think this is going to be a, a big hit to, to fantasy uh, rosters. Damian Williams, the truthers are being um, mocked, I guess you could say, with uh, the fact that uh, Andy Reid has come out to say that they are probably running a uh, a running back by committee with him and Carlos Hyde. They also have Daryl Williams. Um, let's see, who is, is it? Uh, is it Darwin? Uh, is also I mean they've they've got so many running backs so they're gonna possibly looking at a running back by committee. Um, everyone's really high with with this. Everyone that is a not a Damian Williams truther is all the way over on the side of Carlos Hyde is taking this role over. Well, Carlos Hyde doesn't do a very good job of catching the ball in the backfield. Um, he has had three teams pass him up in the last two years, or sorry, three teams in the last eighteen months give up on him from the 49ers to the um, Cleveland Browns who traded him off to the Jacksonville Jaguars who didn't resign him um, or released him. So I am, I am, I'm not high on Carlos Hyde. Could he surprise me? Yes. It's just, that's not, that's not a way I'm willing to go unless the draft price is really, really good. Um, but yeah, so that's just something to watch for. Andy Reid's not exactly a guy who does a lot of running back by committee. Same thing with, um, you know, they've been talking about James Conner and Jalen Samuels and Benny Snell up in Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin doesn't usually run a running back by committee. So something to watch for. Uh, the Chiefs did a little bit of a committee approach when it was um, Spencer Ware and Charkandrick West for about half a season three quarters of a season, but that's the only time I really remember Andy Reid doing a lot of running back by committee. So, um, Daniel Jones, uh, according to, uh, Pat Shermer, head coach of the, um, New York giants, uh, basically said, slow your roll on a quarterback controversy. Uh, Daniel Jones performed very, very well on his opening drive or his one drive in the preseason game. I believe it was five for five, threw for fifty or sixty yards and a touchdown. Uh, very, very impressive. Uh, he didn't have to go to second reads. He kept, you know, was hit seeing the first read. It was open and hitting it. Um, so we'll see, kind of as he gets more, a little more uh, time uh, in this next uh, in this next game. He'll probably, I'm guessing, he's probably going to be getting a little more playing time. So we'll see, kind of how he does when there's a little more pressure on him. Uh, finding his second and third reads when necessary. But overall, a very good opening performance. It doesn't push him up my draft boards any. I don't think he's fantasy relevant for redraft, which is the main thing that we cover here at Skulking. But it's definitely something that you know to keep an eye on. Um, Kiki Kuti uh, was uh, carted off the field in the pregame or in the preseason game. I believe it was last night. Um, as of this point, it's not considered to be a major injury. If Kuti is forced to miss time, which last year he missed a lot of time uh, in his rookie season, played three or four games, then went out again, um, this could be a, a good sign for Duke Johnson, who was just traded to uh, the, the Houston Texans. Because Johnson can play in the slot. Uh, he also, you know, obviously can catch the ball in the backfield. I want to say in his first three years... Uh, he was the leading re leading running back receiver in the National Football League in terms of receptions for the first three years of his career. 
um, until CMC kind of took over that role last year and the year before. So um, something to look at for um, for Duke Johnson with the QT injury. So um, I think this brings up Duke Johnson. Since he's been traded out of Cleveland, his uh, ADP has gone from low round 14 in 12-team drafts to about mid to early round 12 in 12-team drafts. So um, something to watch kind of how and, and how he gets involved with the offense in Houston. Jarek McKinnon um, is still not not really getting over the hump in terms of uh, his injury. Um, cannot be put back on the pup list, so it's possible he could be put on injured reserve um, with the designation to come back. With that, I think this helps Tevin Coleman uh, and Matt Breida. I think that Breida is really the guy, the running back, running back to to go to, and I think that Tevin Coleman will be more the receiving back, which was always the role that he had best in uh, Kyle Shanahan's offense when they were in Atlanta together. Um, Freeman could catch the ball out of the backfield, but Tevin Coleman was used more in that capacity, and so so while I was not big on this running back backfield to start now that we're getting a little more clarity uh with injuries and such this helps me kind of rework some of my thoughts and because of right now just because of Jerick mckinnon i am leaning towards tevin coleman um in ppr again he's the running back uh, he's in uh, the eighth round right now in 12 team drafts so decent value, especially for those guys that you know try the the zero RB route and pick up guys later. He is he is a one of those kind of targets. So uh, as far as Alvin Kamara is concerned, uh, Sean Payton has said that they're expecting a similar role from for him coming into this next year without Mark Ingram. Instead, they've got Latavius Murray, a guy that I want everyone to keep an eye on in New Orleans, undrafted rookie Divine Ozigbo. He was not a combine, um, not a combine invitee, was not um, drafted. The guy is a stud and can run the ball up the middle. He runs angry. Um, definitely a guy to watch, especially with Latavius Murray having some injury issues in the past, especially when he was with um, the Raiders. Something to watch for. Um, you know, in uh, in the game was I believe it was last night when they were playing. Uh, just looking at the box score, Ozigbo had a decent game. Uh, let's see, he finished with, there it was, three three carries for 20 yards, so averaging, you know, just under seven yards a carry. Um, he can catch the ball. Let's see, where is the receiving Ozigbo? Ozigbo, he had one catch for nine yards. Um, so, I mean, while that wasn't stellar, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um I mean, other than other than Taysom Hill, who went six for forty-five, um, <laughs> rushing, um, he had the best average yards. Uh, Latavius Murray, three for fourteen. So, definitely a guy that I'm keeping an eye on who can make the team. And if something happens to um, Latavius Murray, could move right into that Mark Ring- Mark Ingram type role. Now, getting back to Alvin Kamara. Kamara, when Mark Ingram was out, was the guy. They didn't have anyone. Everyone thought it was going to be Boston Scott would kind of get that Mark Ingram role for four games while Ingram was out with his with his suspension. Instead, they went all Kamara that first four games, and Kamara just lit it up. Saying that they expect a similar role for Alvin Kamara this year, I, I don't know how to take that, to be completely honest. Um, 
I think that Kamara may get a little bump in production this year, uh, may get a little more work. Could that mean he breaks down a little bit more because he's not the biggest guy? Yeah, possibly. But if you have one of those first four picks and Kamara's there and you're kind of deciding, okay, do I take Kamara here? Do I take CMC? Honestly, all these guys, you know, the first three, Kamara, CMC, and um, and Saquon, all three, you know, 1A, 1A1, 1A2, or 1A1, 1A2, 1A3. Um, they're all great. Is, you know, Zeke dealing with the holdout thing, that's kind of pushed him down my board a little bit. But one three, any of the three of them are going to be great. And so I think that uh, Kamara could get a bump, and he could, you know, he could be one of those guys that fights for um, number one overall running back by the end of the season. And one last uh, piece of news, uh, the um, Dante Moncrief right now is the front runner for the wide receiver two position uh, with Pittsburgh. I think he can be very productive in that as long as he stays healthy and stays on the field. Um, he is a guy that... Uh, in nine games, uh, at one point in nine to twelve games, I think it was nine games uh, with Andrew Luck had seven touchdowns. He is a he is a end zone red zone magnet, uh, decent size. I want to say six two, about two fifteen two twenty. So good size. Uses his body well when he is healthy uh, in the in the red zone, and could be one of those guys that could uh, have a very decent year. Right now, I want to say that his. His ADP is still in like the tenth round. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, Dante Moncrief. Yeah, he's ten point five in half point PPR. So he's going fifth pick in the tenth round in half point PPR twelve team drafts. So uh, definitely a value there um, for those looking for late round wide receivers. All right, so now we're going to get into a little bit of the hype that's been happening from this first week of preseason games, and the guys that uh, I that here the guys that are getting hype, but not necessarily the guys that I think deserve the hype. Let's put it that way. So, all right, uh, first off, Jacoby Myers. This is a guy that we we were on. We covered in the in our NFL draft segments. Um, in March and April, uh, I interviewed um, Gary Hahn, the uh, radio voice of the North Carolina State uh, Wolfpack, um, did some film study on Jacoby Myers. And he is not a speed demon, but he has good size, and he is a, he is a precise route runner. A former quarterback in New England, what do you know, a former quarterback who now plays wide receiver, like Julian Edelman. Um he knows how to run his routes, position his body. Uh, he knows as as a former quarterback where he should be in his routes. So that, um, he's very athletic. Again, he is not a burner. You know, everyone talks about his people who talk about breakout age. I'm I'm a bit of a skeptic on breakout age, and using that as a determining factor in drafting. Um, just so you know. Um, I think you're getting a little bit too into nitty gritty that may be more um, uh, unnecessary statistics is, is where I would go from there. So, But Jacoby Myers, uh, six catches, 60-plus yards, and two touchdowns last night, um, has been used as the basically the main target for Tom Brady in practices with Julian Edelman out. Um, he is, so he is a guy to watch for what he can, for what he can possibly be doing. Um, in in season, he is a, a possible sleeper candidate. 
um, and a guy that uh, I'm definitely keeping an eye on, that we've had our eye on. Uh, he's more of a dynasty pickup right now. But in terms of um, in terms of redraft, he's one of those guys that keep an eye on and wait for later in the year. Um, more big hype. If you follow Yahoo Noise, being the one and only Brad Evans on Twitter, or um, follow him as Team Huevos on um, on Instagram. Uh, he is very bullish on on David Montgomery. Uh, we are actually bullish on David Montgomery ourselves. Um, you know his some of the comparisons of him and and Kareem Hunt. I see them as similar in terms of their playing ability on the field, um, and just the role that he would have, the role that he has in that offense. With uh, with Matt Nagy as his coach, who was Kareem Hunt's uh, offensive coordinator, uh, Hunt's first uh, year in the league, and just the way they used him in the first night—I mean, in the first game of the season or the first preseason game—he um, was used a lot, even in just his little bit of even his little bit of work. Uh, let me pull up the box score real quick. Uh, finished with three carries for 16 yards, so about five five yards per carry had a touchdown and then also uh receiving let me see pull that up david montgomery three catches for 30 yards and that's in like a quarter he is going to be well used he is one of those guys that because he's not um because he's not david john or he's not uh, jordan howard um he can catch the ball out of the backfield and so he will be used on third down, um, unlike Jordan Howard, so so I I've I think that David Montgomery has a shot to have a really really solid season this year. Um, another guy whose stock is up is Nick Chubb. A lot of that has to do with the fact that they traded out um, Duke Johnson. But Nick Chubb really had two plays. He had a carry for twelve yards and a catch for ten to twelve yards uh, in the in the one series that he played. Guy's going to be a stud. Um, for those, you know, for a lot of people are like, you know, does this move him into uh, the first round of fantasy drafts? Yes, for me, he actually should have been in first the first round of fantasy drafts. Anyways, I have him, I believe, as my running back six or seven um, because I'm not afraid of Kareem Hunt in week 10. Maybe close to week 13, 14, but not in week 10. So uh, another guy who got... Who's getting a lot of hype right now? Devin Singletary uh, for Buffalo. Let me pull up uh, the box score from the Buffalo game. From Buffalo and Indianapolis. Uh, Devin Singletary used like nine nine carries for 27 yards. Um, that offensive line isn't great, so you know he had a little trouble, you know, really finding many holes. Um, had to create some yards on his own. And then in terms of receiving, three catches for 21 yards. Um, so yeah, he's he's another guy that we'll kind of see how this works out with um, with Lashawn McCoy, and I believe he's already head of T.J. Yeldon on the depth chart. And then they've also got Frank Gore, and how things are going to go there, uh, definitely something to watch for. But he is a guy that uh, let me see, Devin Singletary right now is going eleventh um, or t beginning of the eleventh round of twelve team half point PPR drafts. Um, even was it two weeks ago, he was going at the end of the 11th round. So he has moved up around just in the last two weeks. 
So again, a guy to to keep an eye on um, and see how far he comes up in dra on draft boards. So um, a few more guys I wanted to talk about. The Atlanta backup running backs. Tevin Coleman is no longer there. Um, and the guys that you do have there, um, Ido Smith. Ido Smith is being outperformed right now in the backfield of, um, of Atlanta. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to pull up that game. Um, for there, there we go. So, I mean, in rushing, uh, Ido Smith, four carries for seven yards. Um, look at the the two guys that I have my my sights on. Brian Hill, who came out of Wyoming a couple years ago, was a beast of a running back at, at Wyoming. Um, he's more of a fullback type runner, kind of just run it right up the middle. Sort of an Ido Smith type, just he's playing better than Ido Smith. Um, and Kadri Olison, uh, both those guys had eight carries. Uh, Hill only was eight eight carries for 23 yards and a touchdown. Olison was eight carries for 41 yards and a touchdown um, both of them can catch the ball out of the backfield in, in terms of uh, Olison and uh, and Hill so uh, guys to keep guys to keep an eye on especially considering um, you know Freeman's injury past and injury history so you know those are guys to watch that I think could have could be very fantasy relevant. I think both of them are basically undrafted right now. Everyone expects Ido Smith to be the guy, and he's being outperformed. So that's something to watch for uh, as we continue through the off or through the preseason. Adam Humphreys, the guy that stuck out to me, uh, in one series with Marcus Mariota, had five targets, four receptions for 24 yards. Uh, he was the safety blanket. So again, that's more of a, a late round. Um, PPR type of thing to watch for uh, to try to find value late for wide receivers. Um, you know that may not continue, but it's it's that's something to watch for. I'm not saying go. You know you have to have Adam Humphreys. I'm saying watch to see how that chemistry with Marcus Mariota continues. Uh, another one, Dexter Williams. For those of you who are hesitant on the fragility of uh, Aaron Jones, considering that he has had three meniscus issues in two years, missed six games. Um, seeing what Dexter Williams was able to do in the opportunities given him, 14 carries for 62 yards, 4.4 yards per carry, had a long of 14. Again, I understand that this is this is a preseason and he wasn't going up against ones or twos, but Encouraging to see that they gave him that much work to see what he could do. I am not a believer in Jamal Williams. I think that uh, that Aaron Jones is the better back of those two. But So I think that Dexter Williams could take over that backup role. And if Aaron Jones goes out, Williams could very well find himself in a very good role in that offense. In a, in a very good uh, Packers offense. So... Or very talented Packers offense. We'll kind of see how what Lafleur does with it this year with Aaron Rodgers. Um, and the last, the last thing I wanted to mention was uh, getting back to, or actually from this same game, uh, the Houston running backs. Again, with with uh, Houston releasing um, Donta Foreman, they pulled in Duke Johnson, who obviously didn't get any playing time because he just got into town. But guys, to look at Karan Higdon, uh, undrafted out of Michigan, uh, eight carries, 37 yards. Um, 
Demaria Crockett, six carries for 24 yards and a touchdown. The, both these guys went undrafted. Guys that we covered in the preseason, um, in, in the NFL draft season, um, that, that we thought, you know, if given the opportunity, could do something. Uh, Lamar Miller has had some injury issues as well and hasn't had hasn't been the best at getting in the end zone. You know, he's right around that thousand yard guy, you know, close to a thousand yards, you know, total on the season, maybe a little bit over with reception yards, but doesn't always get in the end zone. So just kind of seeing where they go with the running backs there and with Duke Johnson, again, guys to keep an eye on as we're working through preseason, as you're trying to find, you know, who could be that sleeper pick this year or a guy that could come out of the woodwork. Again, just trying to throw out some ideas for you on on guys to to keep an eye on. Obviously, there's three more games. I believe it's three more games tonight. Um, the ga- the players or the teams that have not played yet: uh, Cincinnati, Kansas City are going tonight. Uh, the Rams and the Raiders tonight, and Dallas and San Francisco. So uh, again, um, keep an eye just on on guys that are work that are playing well. Take into account whether they're playing against the twos or threes, and just kind of what what they're doing. Look more for don't necessarily look at totals of what they're doing, but more of kind of how are they running? Are they running with energy? Are they are they is it offensive line issues because it's you know they're the third and fourth string offensive linemen that are blocking for them? Try to keep an eye on things like that. Collect some notes um, and just kind of. Lay, get a get a lay of the land and keep observing through preseason so all right well that is all we have for today i want to thank you guys for listening to the skull king fantasy football podcast and again for those of you who are watching on the facebook live uh, feed that we had going today uh make sure again please hit the subscribe button whether you're listening on itunes stitcher google play Castbox, spotify we're in a lot of places so again make sure you hit subscribe leave us a rating a review um and on youtube Thank you again for for everything, guys, and we will talk to you later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.